Forex Fridays, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome back to Forex Fridays, and we are capping a very memorable and fairly harrowing week for markets. We did see uh, stocks across the world rattled by the emergence of the Omicron variant of COVID-19 and also testing market sentiment with the uncertainty that comes with these new developments. But how is it shaping Forex markets, and will this uh, provide more risk-off sentiment for currencies across the world? Well, today on Forex Fridays, we're joined by Mr. Lim Junkit, who is a strategist at Philip Futures, to help us recap this very memorable and fairly harrowing week at week and what it actually might mean for currencies across the world. Junke, thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these times. And welcome to the show, sir. Happy Friday. Yep. Hi, JT. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Junkit, you know, I do call it a happy Friday, but probably a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of a worrisome uh, fr- uh, week, actually, for markets across many asset classes. We saw what the emergence of the Omicron variant of COVID-19 ha- did to stocks. But I want to get your take on how momentous or not it's been for the Forex markets over the last six trading days. Mm, so, actually, certainly, yeah, the Omicron variant had indeed some volatility in the Forex space. As we can see from the currency volatility index by Deutsche Bank, so it is actually near its highest level since March. And also last Friday, when the news on Omicron first broke, the US dollar index actually took a dip, as opposed to contrary belief you know, in times of uncertainties, like these uh, fresh coronavirus woes, the US dollar tend to benefit due to its safe haven status. But actually, the dip, uh, we believe, it would be largely due to uh, market pricing in expectation that the Fed may pause or at the very least not increase. Uh, its pace of the taper. But then when the um, the Fed chair, uh, Jerome Powell, officially retired the word transitory this week and said that they will you know, start discussing about speeding up the pace of tapering at the meeting in the mid-December. So that actually helped to inject some volatility to the market. So um, looking at other safe haven currencies like the Japanese yen and the Swiss francs, they actually um, benefited from the boost, lah, unlike the US dollar, which actually took a dip. And one of the currency that wasn't doing so well um, was the British pound um, because of the discovery of the Omicron virus um, actually cast some doubt that the Bank of England will uh, proceed to lift its interest rate in December. So actually just last week, right, um, you know, things were looking really good for the BOE to raise interest rates um, given data like the retail sales and employment beating the expectations. So basically uh, checking all the boxes for an imminent rate hike in December. Okay, so um, towards the end of this week, right, we also see the greenback uh, edge a little higher, thanks to some uh, upbeat in employment data and also higher bond yields. But really, for now, uh, there's no clear direction uh, until we find out more uh, on the concrete study of the Omicron variant. So the next one to two weeks will be uh, really crucial to watch. Indeed, there's a lot we still don't know about the Omicron variant of COVID-19. I think that's very important to stress, actually, that it, scientists... Healthcare uh, of uh, healthcare professionals and uh, vaccine makers needs a few weeks of data to actually study exactly how serious or not mm-hmm. the Omicron variant might actually be. But again, this uncertainty might actually breed uh, a strength, at least, or support strength for the U.S. dollar that's acted as a safe haven of choice on more than one occasion recently. We also have that growingly hawkish tone from the U.S. Federal Reserve. Is this all systems go for the greenback, though, uh, Junkit? Mm, actually, to answer this question, uh, we have to understand that Fed. Uh, has two goals. The first being the price stability. The second goal being maximum employment. So, you know, while the Fed is trying to step up their effort to slow down the highest inflation they've seen in three decades, the labor market hasn't fully recovered uh, from the large wave of unemployment we've seen that is caused by the COVID-19 last year. 
so while the COVID, while the employment rate, unemployment rate, and the non-farm payroll data are slowly converging to pre-pandemic levels, we still haven't seen the labour force participation rate um, uh, recovering to pre-pandemic levels. So, um, you know, the Fed is quite determined to control the inflationary pe- uh, pressures, but the risk of an outbreak of the Omicron, similar to the impact that the Delta variant had. Um, could really take a hit on the domestic employment market as, you know, people may be reluctant to enter the workforce um, for the uh, for the fear of contracting the virus. Okay, so for this case, uh, the employment will be the key component of this equation, which is also depending on the outcome of the Omicron study, which we are looking for. And although initial findings, you know, from some scientists show that the Omicron may not be so deadly after all, but it is still highly transmissible and poses a very high global risk as warned by the WHO. So um, it's a view that, uh, that the current vaccines wouldn't work against the Omicron uh, variant turns out to be true. So that might actually delay the interest rate hike and cap the US dollar from further growth. Okay, one interesting observation we had is also the USD recently had been moving more in line with the interest rates rather than reacting to the risk aversion inflow uh, like the beginning of the pandemic. Okay, so this can be seen uh, when we compare the Deutsche Bank Forex volatility indicator against the two-year treasury yields. We could see that they are moving quite in tandem. All right. Uh, now, I do want to uh, focus now on these fairly hawkish tone from the Federal Reserve, because whenever we start to see a hawkish Federal Reserve and also uh, rising interest rate pressures, it does bring to question how vulnerable Southeast Asian markets is. What is the outlook now for the ASEAN FX complex, uh, given all of these new developments? Who's might be most vulnerable and who might actually be looking good based on what you're tracking, Junkit? Mm. So actually looking back in the past month, uh, the Thai baht is actually the hardest hit. And actually in the past week, uh, it, it even dropped to a lowest point in seven weeks due to the new concern of the Omicron variant uh, that could potentially devastate the recovery of Thailand's uh, tourism sector. So, you know, as we know, Thailand is really uh, heavily reliant on the tourism sector and it has been struggling to stay afloat since the global lockdown last year. And actually, Thailand just opened its border to vaccinated uh, tourists last month in hope to boost the economy. But the optimism was unfortunately short-lived with this uh, new Omicron variant. And also at the same time, uh, last week, the, we, we see the Bank of Thailand governor also advocating for a dovish, uh, a, a more loose monetary and fiscal policy, hoping to blow some life into the Thai economy. And also the big economic outlook, as well as the diverging monetary policy between the U.S. and the Thai, really puts the Thai baht at a very unfavorable position. Okay, so who's looking good in the uh, ASEAN arena? I would say it is the Singapore dollars. It has been one of the strongest among the other ASEAN currencies, you know, with the MAS tightening its policy uh, in October. And also Singapore is outpacing, you know, other ASEAN countries in terms of growth and also vaccination rate. And recently, we have started easing a bit of the COVID-19 restriction, and that has helped to support the domestic demand. And also lastly, uh, as an aviation hub, Singapore has been carefully and actively opening up the vaccinated travel lanes with many countries and actually helped to boost the economic outlook of uh, Singapore. I do want to stick with the Singapore dollar because you did raise some good points about possible upside, who's looking good in the ASEAN FX space. And this also in part due to rising expectations that the MAS may tighten policy. But Junkit, as we know, the next policy statement for the MAS is not due until April of next year. The question is, is it a bit too premature perhaps to price in any of that strength for the currency right now? 
Mm, so actually, there are many factors at play here. So, um, so let's first talk about the short-term economic outlook of uh, Singapore. So really, despite the high vaccination rate, the Omicron variant really could be a wild card that could derail Singapore's economic recovery. So as Singapore has a very high population density and a large proportion of uh, senior citizens, the ICU capacity will be the key in allowing Singapore to live with the COVID-19 in the endemic phase. So if the Omicron ends up being highly transmissible and deadly at the same time, it will be inevitable. Uh, it will inevitably force Singapore government to pull some bricks in its effort you know, to open up travel and relax the safe distancing measures, which could uh, dampen the demand. Okay, so from now until April, I would say um, five months is pretty long time, given we are in such volatile times. So it only takes it will only take a black swan event uh, that could easily change the course to recovery. And also aside from that, uh, it is worth mentioning that um, the Singapore dollar is uh, heavily influenced by the Chinese economy as it carries some huge weights in sterling demands for goods and services in Singapore. Okay, you know, and since China uh, prefers to stick with its zero COVID policy, we are unlikely to see the inflow of millions of tourists we used to see here uh, pre-pandemic. But all in all, uh, the the manufacturing goods and consumer products demands will uh, likely be more deeply felt as a result of the strength of the Chinese economy. Um, I'm glad you brought up uh, the Chinese economy because the Chinese yuan is the next thing I wanted to talk about uh, to wrap up Forex Friday today, Jun Kit. You know, uh, what is your outlook now on the renminbi? Because they're actually expected by a number of houses to be one of the few currencies to strengthen versus the greenback. What do you think might be supporting or going in favor of the Chinese yuan, despite the belief that perhaps the U.S. uh, dollar might have still some room to flex? Mm, so currently, there are a few major factors supporting the Chinese yuan. So firstly, it is because the Chinese trade is doing really well recently with the trade balance for October printing twice as much as the market consensus. And apart from that, you know, China's current account surplus and the net FDI inflows is also expected to remain strong, which would help to strengthen the Chinese yuan. Okay, so secondly, uh, this has been going on for a while, is the interest rates differential between China and the U.S has helped with the inflow of U.S. dollars to invest in some yuan-denominated bonds in order to earn the interest rates differential to earn a higher yield. Okay, but on the horizon, however, I do see a bearish case building against the Chinese yuan. Because as we know, you know, U.S. and China, they are on a different cyclical position. The U.S. is trying to battle rising inflation amid you know, solid recovery by potentially raising interest rates sooner than later. Well, on the other hand, the Chinese economy is under a strong downward pressure, which would call for a more dovish policy uh, support. Lah. So um, what we see here would be a diverging uh, monetary policy between the two economies, which would narrow the yield, spread, uh, the yield spread between the Chinese government bond and the U.S. treasuries. So in extension to that, right, the tightening U.S. dollar could also reduce liquidity, dampen global demand, and ultimately negatively impact China's export, which will be key to the China's recovery. Mm, a lot to really track with regards to the global FX space, not just because of the Omicron variant, but also some of the uh, least expectations uh, with regards to where interest rates might head and diverging policies between two of the world's largest economies. Lim Jun Kit, strategist at Philip Futures, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to join us today on Money FM 89.3 here on Forex Fridays. As always, I wish you and your loved ones continue with health and safety during these times. And we look forward to next time you can join us on the show. Hope you have a great weekend ahead as well, sir. Okay, thank you. Thanks for having me.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.